Hey team, Jared Goundry here. I'm six weeks away from being broke. If you think quitting all your jobs to make money solely from jokes and being creative is absolutely crazy, you'd be correct. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Jared Goundry, here six weeks from broke. Um, doing okay, had a good successful week. I'm, I'm pretty stressed, to be honest with you. I have... I've said this on the podcast before, but it just keeps mounting and mounting. I have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars locked into gigs that are happening over the next four months. And it's starting to get a little bit real. I'm not at risk of going broke, but I'm also but I am at risk of going hungry. Like fuck. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose my entire small little tiny empire that I've made anytime soon, but I don't have a lot of money if that makes sense. so, But it's good. The plan's starting to work. The plan is working. Put a little um, perspective into how it's kind of all working. So I just came back from Brisbane uh, last night, flew in, uh, love Brisbane. It's a great town, a little bit hot. The people there are awesome though, which I love. Um, but I put my own solo show on up there. Now it only held 50 people but I sold that out. Now, this is kind of the window into sort of producing your own shows. So because I sold that out, that paid for the registration and the the admission, just the admission fee to get into the um, Perth, Adelaide and Melbourne comedy festivals. So I've got another show coming up this Saturday uh, in Melbourne and then I've got another show in Townsville a couple of weeks later from that. If I can do well at those shows then I can pay for all of the marketing and venue hire for the start of the next year and then I'm away and then I'm just in profit towns. That's kind of like the strategy that I'm going with at the moment. Um, so I just got to keep my head down, keep my, uh, keep marketing, getting people to come down, try to convince people to put a bet on me. It was really awesome in Brisbane. I had, not only I had a, two people that just had saw the event and then just bought tickets and went, fuck it, we're coming along. It's our, it's our first date. We're just going to go watch some unknown comedian. I spoke to them after the show. They said, Hey, thanks. That was great. And then they told me the story. I'm like, Dave, that makes my, that makes my heart warm. That's awesome. I also had just a, a two people that had heard of me through one of their friends that decided to come. And I also had a lady and her husband that came because they saw me at a comedy club in 2019 and thought, yeah, they followed me on Facebook. That shit kind of works. Blew me away. People came down, sold out my tiny show, and I had a good time. So it's all working out. I did a, I did a, I did a corporate gig in uh, Brisbane as well. So corporate gigs are great. I mean, it went really awesomely, which is they pay corporate gigs pay well, but they're not always the best gig because. Nine times out of ten, a corporate gig is the boss is organized for a bunch of people to have fun and it's Friday lunchtime or whatever and then the bunch of people that are there are like, man, I just really want to go home. I've been working my ass off for you. And the boss is like, no, I'll put on some pizza and some beers and I got this comedian in. And if it's a comedian at my level who's not famous, then the people, are, they're not like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to see Jerry Gowdry perform. I've heard so much about him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And corporate gigs, they can go either way. So this one was really good, but I want to tell you one hell story about a corporate gig I did for, I did it for a bunch of like nerdy construct people in construction. When I heard it was for people in construction, I thought it was going to be tradies. I thought it was going to be bogans. I was like, giddy up, let's go. I love this crowd. I'm just going to call them dickheads and they're going to think I'm a genius. 
Um, but it was like project managers and like weird autistic engineers. And it was like, it went fine, right? It went completely fine. But I got out of the next morning, I got a message from the organizer and she said to me, she goes, Hey, did you leave a notebook here? Now I did. Now, I don't know if you know anything about comedians, but we are fucking cooked. And in a comedian's notebook, you just have a whole bunch of notes written down about things that you think are funny and a whole bunch of weird out of context, like lines being like, connect that back with the, uh, with the hitting kid bit. And you're just like, what the hell does this shit mean? Other comedians will give you like advice and you'll write it down in your book and you'll be like, um, you know, they'll say something like, it's good, but it needs more pedophiles. And that makes heaps of sense to you. So you just write it. You don't want anyone looking in this book is what I'm saying. And uh, I'd left my uh, packed like it was this book was nearly at the end of its life and it was packed. And this lady sent me a message. Did you leave the book behind? And I was like, it fucking dawned on me. I'm like, oh, not that one is in this notebook. As soon as you open the first two pages, <laughs> me and another Jewish mate of mine had had a competition to see who could draw the best swastika. Now, his were obviously terrible. So this lady would have found this book, opened it up immediately. There's two pages of about 45 swastikas. 50% of them are horrible. The other 50% amazing, right? And like in the middle of this page too, like I'd won this competition because in the middle of the page was an eagle holding like a wreath of swastikas made of uncircumcised dicks. <laughs> it was the cooktest thing you can imagine. Like it doesn't even make any sense if I had to explain it to it, like to anyone and be like, why is this here? And you're like, ah, just a bit of fun. Like it's, it's the most cooktest thing that could happen. It's just, <laughs> um, so I just messaged back to this lady. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think so. Maybe I did. Oh, look, if I did, it, it's probably not mine anyway. I mean, I just, I find most of my uh, books at the at other comedy gigs. Ha, 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 And just, anyway, so I haven't worked there again, ever. But just, <laughs> there's corporate gigs. So it's, um, oh, fuck. It's awesome. Um, what else have I got going on? I had an amazing meeting with a, like a, like a social media expert that, not like this is how you do it and do this and post regularly. It was about it was about um, being your honest self, and uh, it just made so much sense to me. I people are people are shying away from what's fake these days. Like I think we've had social media now for so long that everything that's fake and looks like ads is just garbage, and we're not really into it. And it was talking about being authentic. And just doing yourself. Like I've been making a lot of videos lately for TikTok, which is a really interesting platform. And I've been kind of writing jokes and doing jokey things on TikTok. I've been posting stand-up comedy on there. And it all had a really sort of mixed result. And I had this meeting and it was all about what do I care about? What do I think? And I ended up making... I set up the cameras to make some um, social media product and then I just ended up talking. I just told some stories about my time in the military. 
I, you know, planned for my partner to ask me some questions, which are just sort of like about military things. All of this stuff that I already knew, I didn't have to write it. It was just using my knowledge and explaining it. And I, I made four videos and I released them in a week and they got 750,000 views in a week, which is incredible, which has been more than probably the last three months of my other videos put together. And I didn't do any effort. It wasn't me writing stuff. I didn't have to write this shit down. I didn't have to perform this stuff. I just, I was just thought I'd give it a crack and I'd just talk. And uh, looking back on it now, it's like it was really sort of going into what that expert was talking about. It was like being authentic. It was talking about interesting things that people enjoy and want to get to the end of. And, yeah, it's just been a real eye-opener for me in that sort of space. Just, yeah, I think it could be something I need to explore from here on in. I'd always – I mean, I've lent on my time in the military pretty, pretty heavily in my comedy, obviously, and especially in my marketing format. But it's interesting to people. Every, everywhere I go, people ask me about it. I mean, people want to know all the little things about the military. So maybe this platform, I could use that just to, just to do that and really connect with my community. I mean, since doing that sort of stuff, like I had a guy message me once saying, hey, me and the guys are watching your TikToks. We're just sitting in a, uh, in a tank in Iraq. And I was like, man, that is fucking cool. So it's obviously got something that resonates with people, but it's allowing me to tap into other people from my community, from other people that have shared experience from me. And they're just, they're really getting on board and they're, they're, they want to reach out and they want to be a part of what I'm doing. And that just kind of makes it, yeah, I don't know. It gives it purpose as opposed to just doing something fake. It gives a purpose as opposed to just making things to further my brand. It gives me purpose other than just fucking wasting people's time when they're on the toilet doing a shit. Yeah, just I don't know what it is, but it's really interests me. It's, there's an authenticity that I I think has been missing from my entire you know artistic journey that maybe I need to lean into. I need I, I, I got to figure that out. I'm going to figure that out over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to put some serious thinking into it. And uh, it's going to be something that's interesting because I'm, I'm four weeks away from being homeless, moving out of my house. I'm becoming professional vagabond, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm scared about that, but I'm also, it's going to uh, free up so much more money, which will take the, a lot of stress on other areas. And yeah, the journey continues and it's, uh, it's exciting. It's fun. It's great. I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. And uh, thank you all for being a part of it. I don't know what the fuck that means. She was your... Well, yeah, we'll get into this. What's that? She was your sleep paralysis demon and you're still mates. Yeah, and it has been. kind of wake up, but you don't fully wake up and you look and you can't move and then there's like... A person in like in your room, and you're like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna get a lease with this cunt." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went into so I know this is real. This isn't just this you weren't just like on the mushies and shit. Okay, so you got in there to be like, "Hey, I'm wanking," and yeah. And then then yeah. she thought I was still there in yeah. the corner of her room smiling. And then at she her. was like. 
She's like, it wasn't scary as shit, strawberry blonde, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's the scariest thing that can happen, yeah. It's like, oh no, this chick's gonna sing me a fucking carol, yeah. <laughs> so you're getting on well now, that's alright. Do you enjoy art, artists, or comedy in general? Consider supporting this show at www.patreon forward slash Jared Gandry. Or just Google Jared Gandry Patreon, it'll come up, right? For just two bucks, you can get bonus episodes and content, and together we can work towards helping me get seven weeks from broke. Send us a message on my Instagram at Jared Gandry. See you there.